You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here we are. It is August 3rd, the first Raw of August. We got Denise Salcedo joining us. Denise, how are you? I'm doing good. What's up? Well, there were a lot of promises for this episode of Raw, Denise. I, I get the feeling you didn't listen to the quarterly call, did you? I did not, but I kept up on Twitter, and I saw everything that was being said, and I was very much looking forward to this Raw, and I'm not going to say that it was disappointing or anything, but there was definitely a lot of stuff that I didn't expect. And I got to say this, uh, we, we have the quarterly call up on our YouTube and on our website, but quite frankly, uh, I have covered quarterly calls for years now. I do not remember a time in which there were so many questions about viewership and ratings among investors and those that are that were on there. Uh, it very clearly shook Vince McMahon because there were heavy, heavy changes to Monday Night Raw. It's hard to ignore that, Denise, but all today during the tapings, you know, I'm getting, me- getting these messages like, you won't believe what they're doing. You won't believe what they're doing. I had somebody say, even say, it was like no ropes lucha. I had one person... <laughs> Like, say some wild-ass name of what's going on. Like, I, I'm very happy that it was what it was, but then there's still other things that have unfolded. Like, they announced a stable that did not show up. I was waiting for that. I thought it was going to be, like, the final few moments of Raw where we get, like, a little a post-match attack or something. I was waiting for the stable. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Well, guys... We're going to go ahead and get right into Raw, but leave us a thumbs up, subscribe if you're watching live on, or you're watching anytime on youtube.com slash Fightful. But if you're watching live, donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. If you want to support us directly, FightfulSelect.com is the way to go. We have seven shows a week. We've got tons of stuff. Uh, I broke news there today. I'm going to have some more tomorrow morning. Uh, how about this? I've got news there every single day. I'm breaking exclusive news over at Fightful Select every damn day. Also, this past weekend, Denise, did you get to watch Talkin' Shop of Mania? 
No, I didn't watch it, actually. I know. But I I saw what was happening on Twitter. Because, honestly, I kind of forgot. Like, I'm just going to be real. I forgot. And then I was like, oh, I missed out. Damn. But I kind of, like, went through and I saw and I was like, what on earth happened here? But I did get to see, like, little little highlights of it. I, oh, man. I loved it. And Hannah Moore says exactly what's up. We're going to talk about right now. All the glitches and stuff that happened during the episode of Raw. Because it doesn't make sense for me to just mention it and interrupt every damn segment with it. There were a lot of dimming of the lights, mics cutting out. And then they showed this ridiculous security cam footage of like these people throwing snakes and sparklers at this enclosure. Which houses all the technology of WWE Raw. It is so ridiculous. Like, that's what's causing all this. The the lights, the microphones, all of it, powered by this generator. I bet, I bet. But it doesn't explain the boxes, though. When Charlie was saying that somebody dumped over the boxes, I, I that didn't well, get explained. That was unrelated. That's Craig from Friday. He was stealing boxes again. That's how he got fired on his day off, as Smokey will tell you. That That's what happened there. Oh, the boxes. Uh... We didn't see the stable. Hannah Moore says their social account managers continue to shoot them in the foot. If they would have just shut up, people wouldn't have been expecting a new faction that isn't even there yet. Let the hints drop. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that a new faction was coming in. Very clearly there is. But WWE's social team was like, whoa, 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 here we go. New faction. And it's like right hand, left hand. You can't promise something like that and not deliver. That seems a little bit weird, though, to be honest, because I almost feel like they wouldn't be making that mistake, and then they did. So I don't know if there was, like, some sort of confusion that went on, but I don't feel like that's something that happens very often. And uh, Anakin JMT says, were they hinting at the return of the hacker? I don't know if they were, but they should, Denise. If this is going to be a faction and they don't have a certain name in mind— do it. Umbrella Academy, that shit. Each person has a different <laughs> set of skills that contributes to the group, and they use it to kind of collectively work together. I, I think that would be a good idea, since, since maybe it isn't going to work the way that they wanted. Yeah, I honestly really don't know where they're going with this, but I just kind of felt like everything was coming. I felt like tonight's Raw, different things were coming in different directions. But at the same time, even though I wasn't a fan of everything, I did like the fact that things felt unexpected. Like it kind of felt like anything can happen. And I do like that. And that's one of the things that I have been saying has been missing from Raw. So if they're trying to make it feel like anything can happen, then at least that has been achieved. Denise talked about things coming in a lot of different directions. Well, if you want things coming from a lot of erections, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. When you use that code FIGHTFUL, it's going to work a lot better, my friends. It's a chewable, so it can get in your system a lot faster. It's ready whenever you are, or even when you're not ready. It's that good stuff. It's, it's, you know, you're gonna dim the lights a little bit. I mean, I don't know what kind of mic setup you guys are gonna have there, but your junk isn't gonna glitch out when you use bluechew.com with that code fightful. It's prescribed online. They work with doctors that are affiliated to, to get this stuff 
prescribed to find the right active ingredient and ship it to you discreetly. Mailman's not going to know what you're up to. Don't worry. Neither is that old, old crabby lady at the pharmacy when she's, she's like this. She, you go there and she's like, Salcedo. Really though, Salcedo. Salcedo. Really? Are these your erection pills, Salcedo? And you're like, no. I mean, yeah, because you want them, but you, you don't want everybody to know, hey, taking this, this gimmick for my gimmick. Eh, eh. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's for that in performance. It's for that enhancement. Maybe you're about to take somebody to the stables, if you know what I'm saying. You'll, you'll debut a stable of your own. You'll erect a stable. That's for damn sure. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free hot dog. Let them know you heard about them from us. Well, I think Blue that makes Chew. me the new, the new long, the new dong lord. You just yeah. said it. <laughs> I'm you, the new dong lord now. Uh, you know what? You know what? You're not the dong lord. You're you're like the dong jester, maybe. Oh like, You got to work your way up. It, it it doesn't work like that. Injection two K says f you, Sean. LMAO, my name is Craig, and I ain't steal boxes. If you were on Friday, then you would have been. Uh, Colt, actually, we aren't getting into Underground yet, but send in those super chats still. Anakin JMT says, Denise is getting better at her reaction. She wasn't as taken aback by that segue. I, I, I've been training, one? okay? I'm, I like. I used to overthink the Bluetooth segments a whole lot, and now I am a lot more comfortable. I'm a lot more open-minded. I'm a lot go. more ready for all the penis jokes. I'm here. I even said the P word. That was like a first time in Fightful <laughs> history. I was expecting a pop. <laughs> I mean, you know, and Jeremy says, F your snakes and sparklers reference. <laughs> Leonza Duncan says, about you being a Taylor Swift fan and your wrestling opinions, Denise, don't you worry your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. What? I bet you you don't understand that. Wow. Thank you so much for sending that in, and I'm just happy that you have, like, the question marks all over yourself. It's I do. Lyric. I mean, I already owned Taylor Swift hard in those Cl- Oh, you did not. I you did. did not. I was expecting so much more from your com- comebacks. I, I was very, very disappointed in you. Replies, when I saw your comebacks, I was like, this is not the SRS that I know and appreciate. This is a weak SRS. I was expecting better comebacks. Your replies are like so far off my radar that I didn't even notice them until today. It's so sad. You know, I took time away from my family dinner to spam you with comments. <laughs> I literally was like, no one talked to me. I need to spam SRS with comments here. Anakin JMT says, translation, Sean has corrupted you, Denise. That's true. That's true. Show Off says, greetings from Poland. Loved Raw tonight. I thought it was a fine show. Hashtag FTF. Yeah. If you all didn't catch me on Quizzlemania, check it out. I got curse words over on Quizzlemania. Donnie K says, seeing a lot of hate on social, but overall I felt like this is a really good show. I've seen a lot worse. I saw somebody say, worst Raw I've ever seen. And I'm like, this isn't even like in my bottom 100, Denise. No, I remember there was a, a couple of Raws a few months ago where it was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I remember we were reaching for some yeah. topics and we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do for the final segment of this podcast? And I mean, at least we have stuff to talk about today. 
Oh yeah, and we got more super chats about the the uh the the stable and all that. Evan Wright says, Was I supposed to be intimidated by all those people throwing Molotov cocktails? They looked like middle school kids. Boxes falling over, breaking news. That's the thing. When I saw that, it looked like me and my friends running around in the eighth grade, like causing mischief in our neighborhood. And th- that weak ass Molotov cocktail, I just watched all seven seasons of Burn Notice in one month. You're going to have to do better than that, Vince. Come on. The line drive says, We're talking about boxes. Not a match. Not a match. We're talking about boxes. What's up with the boxes, Denise? I don't know. I don't even like boxes. I, <laughs> you don't like boxes. I don't know why. What do you have against that. boxes? I They are boring. They're square and boring. Let's move on from the boxes. I'm sorry. Just like I, I say what I think. Moving on. Zach Barber says, somebody needs to check on Vint. It's clear after watching Raw there's something really wrong with him. <clears throat> I think that. That could have been evident for from a long time ago. Our boy Rob Wilkins says AW social media manager must have taken over for the day. They do spoil stuff a lot. And Colt Badeau says, was that really a good Raw and SmackDown back-to-back? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I'm not going to look back at this Raw as one of the greatest ever, but let's go ahead and get into the show. Apollo Crews is back. Thankfully, a lot of the people that have been mysteriously missing... Since the testing, Denise, are back. Uh, MVP is uh, there. They have the lights go out and all that. But MVP says Apollo Crews isn't the U.S. champion because he didn't show up. And there wasn't much to write about in this match besides that Tope Conhilo onto the Hurt Business. MVP did a nice camel clutch into the ropes. MVP gets kind of distracted by the lights and get and loses to the Toss Powerbomb. What did you think of this match? Afterwards, Apollo slipped out of the full Nelson, said he's retiring the old U.S. title. We'll get to the promo after this, but what about the match? So several thoughts first. I felt that having Apollo Crews back, sort of, he felt he felt more important when he came in today. Like several months ago, he wasn't, you know, the top guy or anything like that. But when Apollo Crews came back today, I was excited to see him back. The match itself, I mean, it was a basic raw match, nothing impressive that actually happened on it. But I just kind of really felt that Apollo Crews felt different to me. He did feel different to me. The promo afterwards seemed a lot more natural. It seemed genuine, and I I dug that. I thought that was good stuff. He had a lot of energy. Like, that promo, he was just, like, happy, and he felt, like, alive and just, like, very, very, like, his batteries were on. If that, that's the best way that I can describe it. And I don't recall Apollo Crews coming off that way before and so this time I actually really felt like this was a guy that was trying to say like hey look at me it's time to pay attention to me and I was paying attention to Apollo Crews we have definitely hit our new pop tarts argument people are livid that you don't like boxes Anakin oh JMT, my god Anakin JMT says I don't like boxes is the strangest take I've heard in a while Cyclops <laughs> oh is better god. than Wolverine says are you angry when Christmas gifts come in boxes? I don't – okay, I meant – I don't even know how I meant that, to be honest. It was just like one of those things that you just say. You were being a hater, hater, alligator, and all of a sudden 
Now boxes are biting back. But you know what, though? I will say this. That makes sense. I don't like boxes because even for Christmas, I never buy – you know you know how you buy those boxes and you put, like, your shirts inside those rectangular back boxes? I never buy them. I always just wrap it with the wrapping paper. And instead of putting gifts in boxes, I put them in baskets. So it turns out I don't like boxes. My there we go. God. Oh, and I make fun of those toaster-looking cars as well. You know those scions, yeah, the ones that look yeah. like boxes. I get I that. Hate those too. I'm with you there. Leonza Duncan says, "Slow down, guys. Nothing is still w- 2000 WCW bad. That I can confirm. I lived through that." Uh, Twinewinder One says, "I just watched Sex Ferguson get buried alive. Raw needs to step their game up. You missed out, Denise. I'm gonna have to give you the the password to our Fight TV account, our Fightful Fight account, so you can watch the Boner Yard match." Please do. Please do. It was fantastic. Evan Wright says, I'd love to see the other take where they missed the production equipment and accidentally set the woods on fire. (laughs) Damn. Ooh, good question here. Anakin JMT said, did you get mad when your fiancé proposed to you with a ring and a box? No, because that box had Taylor Swift's face on it. (laughs) It did. You didn't know that? Oh, it, it was a thing. And I'm not even going to tell you the last thing I said as a single woman before I got proposed to. My last line as a single woman was, it's like a Taylor Swift song. I'll tell the story later because you're too, I think you're too in shock by this. It was a thing. New York, 1 a.m., raining in the night. It was like a Taylor Swift song. Wow. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. <laughs> the line drive so- says... I mean, it's interesting. We'll, 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 we'll check on this at the end of the show. The Line Drive said, Fightful Monday Night Raw review. Come for the grabs critique. Stay for the ran- random tangents on boxes, Pop-Tarts, and Taylor Swift. Hannah Morris hey, says, we give the people what they want. That's true. We are by far the most interactive set of post-show reviews. Check us out uh, after AEW and NXT on Wednesdays. Check us out on Fridays and after every pay-per-view. Laughing Lake Lassic says, hot take, Denise is a box-hating monster. Damn. And Hannah Moore says, Ziggler is on Raw Talk asking Charlie if choking is her thing. Fantastic. <sighs> Iconic weirdness going on. It's 2020. People have lost their minds, including <laughs> me. <laughs> Evan Wright says, Sean's review of Talk and Shop ruled so much. I decided to do that on the free Fightful.com as opposed to select like 20 minutes before it went – before we did it because I was like, okay, I can't help it. This it, It's so funny. It was so good, and it outdrew a lot of the Raw and SmackDown podcasts. It was unbelievable. I didn't expect that. But the Iconics want to be on the Kevin Owens show, and he says, hey, I've already got one booked. So he brings out Ruby Riot. She says she's been dealing with people like the Iconics for a long time. And wishes that Liv Morgan is there to celebrate with her for her win. And Kevin brings back Liv. He thinks they bring out the best in each other. And Liv says, I'm going to hear you out because Kevin convinced me. And we've got tears, Denise. Ruby and Liv crying tears. They mentioned the tattoo of their de- debut date. Sarah Logan being gone. The The tears were a little much for me, but I actually like this. 
I loved this. I loved everything about the KO show tonight. I thought it had everything that I needed. So first of all, Ruby Riot completely won me over. Like, yeah, we all know they were alligator tears, whatever. But I liked everything she had to say that corresponded with that, where she said, like, oh, like, maybe you didn't need me anymore. I was like, okay, I can get behind that because I can believe that. I can believe that sometimes when you're in a friendship and somebody goes a different direction, you start to not feel needed. So I I actually thought that that worked out really well. I was hoping that Liv had more talking talking parts, but she kind of really didn't. Um, with the Iconics coming out, though, I thought that it was great, though. My favorite line was when uh, Peyton, Peyton said, oh, um, Liv, you should have stayed in the bathtub. I thought that was hilarious <laughs> yes. and unexpected. But Kevin Owens, man... This was great. He just basically like did everything that I needed. He was like just that person that is like solving all the world's problems by trying to be put them back together and be friends. And he was like totally like an Oprah, Dr. Phil trying to solve all the problems. It was great. I love this. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty good. I think you hit the nail on the head. The Iconics talked trash and it looked like Riot Squad were on the same page. And uh, Peyton and Billy end up slapping Kevin Owens. He asked them for help. And then they quickly win a match. There's not a lot for me to break down as far as an in-ring thing goes. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says Ruby wasn't winning until Bianca backed her up. That's the truth. Anakin JMT says, I appreciate that Ruby admitted she was the one that broke up Riot Squad. Also like the shout-out to Sarah Logan. I like that too, Denise, because quite frankly, Sarah Logan should have never been fired. She should have been a part of the Street Profits-Viking Raiders feud. And so should have Bianca. But that's not what we got. We didn't get that. And unfortunately, she's not there. But she's also moved on in life. Uh, so I'm I'm completely for them mentioning her. Because back in the day, they would not have. Right. That was one of the things. Yeah, like you just said. Like WWE, chances are they she was gone. She was gone. Nobody mentions it. Moving on. But I do want to say, though, that the tattoo comment I also thought was a really nice touch because it's a real and authentic thing. Like these girls really do have those tattoos. It obviously really meant something to them to, you know, make their debut together. So I did. I, I love that aspect of it. And I think that was one of the things that really made me be a fan of this along with some of the other stuff that happened during this. But I just thought that it was authentic and I liked it. I did too. Throwback 27. Check out his show every Tuesday. He says, watch out Bailey and Sasha. Riot Squad is back and could be after those tag titles. I think they could be. And it's a good baby face team that I think can gain some momentum and some support. Now, I mean, you get as much support as the crowd there gives you. But I, I think that that would be a, a good call. Evan Wright saying, KO saying he wished they'd have more technical difficulties with the Iconics mics only ruled. That was a good line. I agree. And Evan Wright says, rewatch Steen and Generico against Motor City today. He rules. Man, that, that was an era of tag team wrestling that a lot of people don't even remember or realize, and it was great. The Line Drive says, someone just go ahead and give Ruby the damn Oscar, Tony, Emmy, whatever this wrestling show qualifies for. I agree. I, I'm glad to see her expanding a little bit more and getting to do this because she's too good of a worker to have losing all the time, Denise. 
Yeah, and that was just the thing that we've been seeing consistently. And it got to, it, it got to the point where I wasn't expecting anything for her. That was it. I honestly thought that she was just going to be getting beat every single week and eventually just get, like, ridden off, and we just weren't going to see her. To be honest, that was what I thought was going to happen with her. More box talk. Throwback27 says, What happens when you move into a new house, Denise? You're going to need boxes for clothes and stuff. I'll carry everything with my bare hands. Okay, that is going. That has to be a video that you do on your YouTube channel. You hate boxes so much. I want a vlog of you moving without. There without you go. Any it's going to happen. Challenge accepted. You'll just use bags. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Says it's like a Taylor Swift song. I'm not surprised. And Rob Wilkins says, "Should I name my cover band Ray Trailer Swift? Do you know who Ray Trailer is?" Ray Trailer, no. The big boss man. Oh my god, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Up next, Drew McIntyre comes out. Boy, did I love this promo. Damn, I love this promo. He said that he was ready for Randy Orton and says that Randy Orton probably should have been fired way many or way before and many more times than Drew was. Orton interrupts and disputes Drew's point that Drew says that Orton doesn't even want to be there. And Orton's like, what do you mean I don't want to be here? I've made my money. That's not something the heel usually says, Denise. The heel doesn't usually say, yeah, I want to be here. I love being here. I love beating people's asses. I love kicking people in the head. I thought that was a nice thing, a, a, a monkey wrench to kind of throw into things. There is so much good stuff about this. All right, so first of all, I want to start off with the fact that Drew McIntyre, I loved how he was sort of bringing up the comparisons and the differences between Randy Orton and how he was sort of, you know, handed this opportunity, so to speak. But he talks about how he was a kid in Scotland and he's dreaming about coming to the WWE. But I thought the fact that when they started incorporating the whole lines about, oh, I got fired, but you should have been one of those guys that got fired for all the stuff that they did, I thought that was a really great uh, incorporation to this because, you know, we've all heard the rumors. We've all heard the stories. We all know we've all heard this stuff. So the fact that they actually made a nod to it, I thought was pretty cool. And then the part where Randy Orton, yeah, where he said, I've made my money. That was such a good, good line. I love that. I love when he basically told him, I uh, told Drew McIntyre to have his own original opinion about Orton, kind of saying like, dude, I've heard that before. Move along. Let's find something new with that. I thought that was great. Uh, Drew saying that he doesn't see a leader in him. I mean, yeah. they just went back and forth where they could have easily Drew Drew McIntyre could have easily dominated this or Randy Orton or whoever. But the fact that they both gave you something where you couldn't necessarily just side with one person. It was like one moment. Okay, I'm completely on Drew's side. Okay, well, now I'm on Randy's side. And I like that because I don't want things to always just be black and white. I want to I want to see, you know, good and bad parts in both characters. And I thought that they really brought it here. And it finally feels like Drew McIntyre is in a main event storyline. Finally. Yeah, uh, Chris Phillips says, Love the Drew promo tonight. Maybe the Scottish bias talking. No, I loved it too. Uh, what There was this comment that Orton made that I thought was fantastic. He says, I've been here and I haven't been fired because I was the chosen one, not you. Damn. What a great He's... play on history. And then Drew said he remembered being in catering with his world crumbling around him. Worst point of his life. And nice words from somebody like Randy Orton could have maybe saved him. 
And Randy didn't do anything. Randy didn't say anything. And he doesn't see a leader. He sees a selfish prick. And he's going to cash in his receipts. Ooh, boy. Throwback27 says, That promo by McIntyre was amazing. Talking about how he got into crap and got fired when Randy should be fired multiple times. It was great. The passion he had was great. Take my money. This promo was amazing. I am in complete agreement. This was a, a another fantastic promo by Randy Orton. Randy Orton is going on one of the greatest promo years in WWE history. Every single time he says anything, I believe it, and there's some element of realism to it. Because the thing is, he's been at the lowest of the low. He's been at the highest of the high. I mean, personally lowest of the low. He's never been at the very bottom of the card because he's always been that guy. He's got so much source material to pull from. I completely agree with Throwback. He's knocking it out of the park all the time, Denise. But the thing is that it's natural. It's natural for certain guys to have that believability factor. Randy Orton has it. Kevin Owens has it. Samoa Joe has it. Stone Cold Steve Austin had it. The Rock had it. And sometimes like it's just there's certain guys that no matter what they're saying, you just believe it like if it's their real person, their real character. And, I mean, you can't teach that. Like as good as something could be scripted fantastically and you could deliver it fantastically, but that doesn't always mean that we're going to necessarily believe it's like that throwback 27 says which feud is more personal now edge and orton or orton and mcintyre which one do you see ending well oh i think it's definitely still edge and orton i i think that the the way that even even edge's injury has helped make it more personal denise it's two different storylines, I think. I don't think we could really compare them, especially right now that the, you know, this one's really just starting sure. off, so there really isn't that much meat to it just yet. But if they keep it going like this, then this could be like an A-plus thing where even one of the things I was thinking about, like, man, you know, when this match happens, like, people not being able to, like, see it and, like, react to it in person is a bummer, but I'm happy that it's happening or it's going to happen. Reminder, guys, check out Fightful.com. We have an exclusives tab where we have interviews with Ricky Starks. Jeremy Lambert did a great one with him. I did one with Taylor Wilde. We have a, a one up with Mordecai, the former Kevin Thorne, uh, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, Rocky Romero. I've got one up with the Blue Meanie, Eva Lise, EC3. We've been on fire with these interviews. Tons of exclusive news. Uh, segments that Kevin Dunn was not happy with, an NXT star apologizing backstage. We broke the news of updated WWE draft plans. We've got just so much stuff up there. We are breaking news all the time. Denise, you had a couple of big interviews recently. Melina, Kurt Angle. I was so happy that the Kurt Angle one happened. It got picked up everywhere. Dozens of websites picked that up. Tell the people a little bit about that. All right. So first of all, I got to say that Kurt Angle has been that person that I have been wanting to interview forever. It was those dream bucket list interview. And it's funny because that same day I had already reached out to Kurt, but I hadn't heard back just yet. That same day we did the, the fightful post, the uh, fightful selects post show. Mm -hmm. And you asked me what my bucket list interview was. And I said, Kurt Angle, and I'm not kidding you five, 10 minutes after we <laughs> hung up on Skype, I think I DM'd you and I was like, dude, I just heard back. And like, 
it's happening. I'm getting that Kurt interview. So I finally got it. And I was so happy that he took the time of day to talk to me. And here's the thing is that sometimes I go into interviews and I'm always afraid that people are going to see me as like, oh, she's just a girl or maybe like her high pitched voice. Maybe don't take her seriously, that sort of thing. But instantaneously, Kurt took me seriously and gave me so, so much. I mean, he talked about Ronda Rousey. He talked about uh, his retirement match with Vince and the conversation that he had with Vince McMahon, how he wanted to have John Cena. And to be honest, if you're a fan of Kurt Angle, you couldn't help but to sort of feel a little bit emotional yeah. hearing how his retirement match came about because it wasn't the retirement match that he necessarily wanted. And I know that I, as a fan, while listening to it, I kind of felt bummed out that he didn't get that, that experience. And so we talk about whether or not there's any regret there. And, I mean, it was just such a fun interview. And one of the things that Kurt Angle does really well is comedy. So... Uh, we did a lightning round game that was absolutely awesome. And then I had the Melina interview that just dropped today. And that one was really incredible because she really opens up about like uh, being raw. Like she's just like very, very raw and open about everything that's happened to her from de- depression to self to feeling uh, isolated. And it was just incredible. So, yeah, there's a lot to check out. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, she's got De- Denise has just fantastic interviews. So make sure you guys check those out. Throwback27. Uh, actually, we had already read that super chat. Um, Carter Bamelli says it's 2020 and two of the best things on Raw are, are Orton and MVP. Crazy. Good promos. Good promos make me care about people. When you send Cedric and Ricochet out there and they're like, humble pie. Okay, that doesn't get me into <laughs> it. That doesn't match the level of ability they have. So I, I agree. Lorenzo Torres says, do you want Randy to win the title because of the run he's on? I don't. What I want to happen is Ric Flair to cost him the title on accident and then him kick Ric Flair in the head and him say, okay, now I've got more work to do. I've got more legends to kill. That way you can kind of resume that. How do you feel, Denise? Uh, I, you know what? I just feel like they could go any I feel like I want to just see like the full potential of this. And so depending on that, I just kind of want to see things like happen, you know, like I want to feel excited about things and that's what I want. Kevin Owens is backstage. Ric Flair approaches and he says he's worried about where Kevin Owens career is going. He says, if you're that worried, tell your boy Randy to meet me in the ring next week. I'm all for that. All for that. I also like this Nia Jax segment a lot. Uh, Nia Jax comes out with the official Pat Buck, who she attacked last week and pretends to apologize, then calls Pat Buck a... You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Scrawny runt who couldn't cut it in his own career. Just a little background for you guys. I know there are a lot of people who don't know who Pat Buck is, but Pat Buck is extremely successful. I mean, he might be doing all right right now, just like not being in WWE. I mean, he was the owner and head coach of Create a Pro with Kurt Hawkins, which is one of the most renowned wrestling schools in the world at this point. Guy's still just 35 years old. If he wanted to go full-time, he still could and could probably end up on TV. He's been a producer for Impact Wrestling, most notably of, of late. He beat up Big Cass backstage at a at a show. <laughs> I saw your post about that. I was like, okay, I need to watch this video. <laughs> yeah, like uh, he beat up Big Cass, knocked the living shit out of him was the word. Damn. Well, Nia Jax wants to fight Pat Buck, and I'm sorry, but I got my money on Pat Buck if that's the case, Denise. This was super random, to be honest. Like, I was like, what is happening with this segment? I am so confused as to why this is all going on. And to be honest, like, that was just, like, my entire take on this. I was like, okay, why is Nia Jax in this segment? Why is this happening? And what is going to happen now that she's been suspended without pay? Like, what does this mean? Well, there, there's a lot of speculation about what she's going to do next legitimately about uh, with with wrestling. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen. But she goes off and headbutts him, knocks him out. I thought this was executed very well. I thought it was pretty solid. That was pretty solid. Uh, Throwback27 says, if Champa is in this new faction, do you think he could be Orton's next feud at the end of the year? Just wondering. I mean, I don't think his next feud will be at the end of the year. I think Orton will probably move on. After this or maybe one other match. I don't need two or three Orton-Drew matches. I want to keep both of them hot. That's the thing. I want them to both be interesting. But I think Champa should also be a part of this stable. Because there is nothing for him in NXT. Period, no. Denise. He's just about done it all. And here's the thing. like We could have more than just two top guys on the main roster. Like we can have the focus on more guys. And I think that would be one of the things that I would want to see uh, with Tomasa Ciampa. I would want to see him obviously included in that main event picture. The Dallas fan 1982 says WWE with the false advertising hashtag no new faction. That was so weird. It was so weird. Like they didn't need to leak that information out there and then incorrectly put it. It's the Sh- the Shane stuff was going to get people to tune in. Like if you say Shane McMahon has something groundbreaking, that would have got people to tune in. I think this was just weird. It caused a lot of confusion. I think because people were like, "Wait, does the Shane McMahon thing count? Like, what's yeah. happening here?" So I think that people overall were just confused. Our Truth steals the twenty four seven title, and this match was really short. But God, this is one of my favorite twenty four seven like matches. It was very quick. Shelton destroyed Tazawa with a power bomb. Jeez! And then he did. Shelton hits pay dirt on our truth. 
they're beating up a bunch of ninjas outside, and Tozawa hits the goddamnedest senton bomb I have ever seen. Th- this was not long, but this was a blast to watch. It was very short, and I, I really enjoyed it. What I liked about it was the comedy aspect of the match. There was a lot of like cool little funny spots that they did, and I I enjoyed it. And yeah, that powerbomb was killer, but I just think that... You know what? I know that everyone thinks like, oh, you know, this Akira Tozawa ninja stuff is ridiculous and all of this. But at the same time, I'm just thinking, you know what? Akira Tozawa is getting like so much more TV time than he originally was. And he's been doing such a great job each and every single time that he was out there that I'm honestly just happy that there's at least something happening for him on the show where we're seeing him consistently. And at least when he comes out with the ninjas, we know everybody's paying attention because everybody's thinking what the hell is going to happen next. I'd rather have him become super shredder than just some random donk and a gi. Like if he's going to have a bunch of foot soldiers that are going to go and fight people, let him be shredder from the Ninja Turtles. That's what I'm here (laughs) for. That's the cross promotion that I need. Oh boy, so Shayna or Sasha and Bailey throw to a hilarious video of them, which is interrupted by a livid Asuka. And then Shayna shows up and punches Sasha Banks, and we get a match. And it's real good for the short amount of time that we get it. And for some reason, Asuka attacking Bailey, who is not in the match, is a DQ? Yeah, this was very confusing from a start too, to be honest, because at first I was like, oh, oh, we're getting this match. Like it was just like one of those things where it just hit me and I'm like, okay, like these are two women that I obviously want to see wrestle, whatever. But it kind of felt like it wasn't, I don't know, it didn't feel like that importance was there just yet. But then when the match actually started, I was like, all right, let me like, I'm, I was just getting into it when everything happened, where it was, was kind of those things where I was like, wait, what just happened right now with this ending? I don't know. It was so weird. You could, I, I knew neither one of these women were going to lose. You just knew neither one of them were going to lose. So weird. So, like, you book it, and I get it. Oh, we tried. There you go. <laughs> this is stupid. So stupid. Asuka is not in. It didn't go to. I thought it was going to go to a tag match. I'm fortunate that it wasn't. Glad that it wasn't. But Asuka is not happy about Kyrie leaving. She wants a rematch at SummerSlam. One of the things, because all the time, Denise, we we see a bunch of shot-in-the-dark stuff where they're like, oh, maybe this will work, maybe this will work, maybe this will work. One of them was no more automatic rematches. I'm all for that. But they still give them to everybody. Fortunately, Sasha was like, no, you got to beat Bailey first. Okay, I'm all for that. That makes sense. Shayna says that she's going to be rooting for Asuka so she can dismember her after this is alright, but so much of it, it's just like, ah, oh, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. It's getting to where I think it should go, Denise, but a lot of it just didn't make sense. Well, here's the thing. As much as I obviously want to see uh, Shayna and Asuka, I do want to see that. It doesn't make sense as to why Shayna isn't just automatically going after Sasha now. She wants that bout. Why isn't she just going for it now? Like, I get it. There's another program going on, but looking at it, Bird's eye view, it doesn't make sense to me. Anakin JMT says, I am here for Shayna Baszler knocking people out with one punch. I am too. I I hope that she's on underground eventually. Anakin JMT also says, if Tazawa is super shredder, 
Seamus needs to join him as Rocksteady. <laughs> Seamus, have you ever seen, have you ever watched any Ninja Turtle stuff? I did actually watch it. Yes. I watched all of that stuff. <laughs> Whoa. Like the cartoons? Not the cartoons, like the movies. Okay, well, like the, the movies are... The movies are cartoons, right? Like, not like sort animated. Sort of. Like, yeah, but they're, yeah, you know? I like, watch the movies. They're live action. The old ones from the 90s? I watch the movies. All I know is that. I don't think you watch the movies. I'm going to have to quiz did. you. I'm, I did. Here's they're, the thing. They meet the rat. The rat makes them come alive. There's that, the gluey thing. They like pizza. Uh, one of them falls in love with the reporter. Yes, I seen the movie. <laughs> Those, that's my cliff notes on it. I just feel like such a dude wrestling fan because I know you as a woman wrestling fan. You get the oh, you're 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 a wrestling fan, are you? Uh, how old Seth Rollins? What's his social security number? Oh, who I get quizzed about everything. Who you is have the no fourth? Idea. Who's the fourth Intercontinental Champion? I once had a guy ask me if my shirt was really mine. I was wearing a Macho Man shirt, and he asked me if it was really Aww. mine, and I was like, yeah. Ugh. Throwback 27, check out his show on Tuesdays. He says, this card for SummerSlam out of nowhere is seeming great, but I still wish it was in Boston. That would be great. Yeah, I do hate that for you. I, I Honestly, I have to take a look at the SummerSlam card right now and see how it's coming along. But, like, you got Drew. matches. Drew and Orton, Apollo, MVP off the top of my head. Sasha and Asuka, if, if it happens. Uh, you've got... Rollins and Dom, Street Profits, Garza and Andrade. Yeah, it's, it's a fine card. It's a fine card. Anakin JMT says, did the movies that you watched have Megan Fox in them? I don't remember. Hmm. No, I don't remember. I just remember the reporter girl. Was she the reporter girl? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Why am I getting quizzed on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Hmm. Angel Garza defeated Angelo Dawkins. Garza is flirting with some girl from the Bachelorette. Zelina tells her to hit the bricks, which is pretty funny. Uh, we're getting a series of singles matches, and this one was a really good short one. Angelo Dawkins mowed down Garza and hit a great flapjack, but a distraction led to Garza hitting a big dropkick for the win. And then Montez collapses in front of the table. Now... Why would WWE Medical let him wrestle, ideally, if it, that just happened? That just makes him look bad. I don't know. That, I mean, kind of just didn't make sense. It didn't. And Throwback27 says, does Ford being poisoned make sense where he fell? I was hoping he didn't have symptoms of epilepsy or something worse. Where does this go from here? Well, I think this is a part of all the mayhem of the stable. I think the stables being all tossing over boxes and poisoning stuff. Well, I thought when you were poisoned, you start, like, vomiting and stuff like that. I didn't think you just, like, passed out. But I don't know because I've never been poisoned. Maybe so. they just put sleepy time tea in there. <laughs> you know what I was remembering, though? I was thinking, I was like, what if they – would have been funny if they gave him that the pills. Like, then Dumb and Dumber, remember, when he has to go to the bathroom? Yeah, laxative. Thank you. I was yeah, trying to think yeah, what, yeah. what it was there. I thought that would have been funny. Yeah, we've baked those into brownies before in my day for pranks. That's horrible. They had it coming. They had it coming. Come on. They they had it coming. Angelo Dawkins uh, says that he might have been – uh, says that – 
Montez might have been poisoned. This is while Garza, Andrade, and Zelina are trolling outside the trainer's room. But then Bianca emerges, and she is just such a great promo. She's so awesome. She's so natural. I believe everything she says. And she she knows it's Zelina that did this. And Zelina is like, no, it's not us. And I believe them because I think it's the, the, the stable. But Bianca's ready to beat that ass, and she does. She goes and fights her. I'm all for this, Denise. Oh, they, them too. They just, they, they have, they both have it. They both have that chemistry. They both have the, the skills that it takes to be, you know, deliver these great lines, these great promos. Like they just have it, both of them. And so I think both of their energies feeding off of each other was fantastic. Like when Delina was stuttering and Bianca's like pointing out the fact that she's stuttering, she's taking off her earrings and she's going for it. That was fun. Yeah. I thought this was really good. Uh, Manny Santos says, Dave Meltzer said it's looking like SummerSlam is going to be in Atlantic City. I wonder if Vince actually got a beach for SummerSlam. Production people that I spoke to and some writers had not been clued in. Wrestlers have no idea where SummerSlam is going to be right now. They have no idea. I had one asking me today. So they aren't clued in. Josh Cardenas says, Can't respect a girl who doesn't know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's for damn sure. Anakin JMT says, note to self, never accept brownies from Sean. That was a high school prank off type of thing. Like, it's, I, I'm it's past. Mean. Oh, it's it was, mean. It was, it was, Sean. for sure was mean. But what they did to me was mean too. It was, it was a prank off. I won. That's that. Dominic Mysterio, we get a Ray Rollins video. Buddy Murphy's also watching footage of him beating up Aleister Black. And Dom challenges Rollins. Rollins is at ringside blaming Tom Phillips for making people angry and inciting rage. Says he's an irresponsible journalist. And says it's a time to find a new voice of Raw. Samoa Joe steps up and protects Tom Phillips and fights, backs them off, basically. I got chills seeing Joe do this. This is what Joe should do. This is what... Even Jerry Lawler would do a lot back in the day. It's where he's going to be a dick to Tom Phillips, but that's his co-worker. You're not going to come over there and threaten him physically. It's fun in games when Joe does it. It's not fun in games when somebody else comes over there and does it. And I miss Joe so much, even though we hear him every week. I know, and it's and it sucks that he's just that person that's talented at everything. Like We want to have it both ways. We want to have him on the mic. We want to have him in the ring, pulling him all directions here. This was good. He did fight. It didn't fight him off, but he did back them off, so to speak. And that's that's all we got, unfortunately. Sadly. Because I want to see him wrestle, and it's been months and months and months. But Dom comes out and beats the living shit out of them with a Singapore cane. He does a really good 619 and a dive onto... Uh, on to Murphy and and Seth Rollins and pass it to DJ says I'll probably be let down but I'm pretty excited for Seth versus Dominic this is because Rollins accepts the match based on what you saw out of Dominic do you think Seth Rollins can carry him to a passable match at SummerSlam I'm gonna say yes because I don't think that they would have put him in a spot like that to have him exposed 
uh, it would be cruel and it would just wouldn't work out. So if they want to do anything with him, I do think that they're going to make it so that this match is good or at least decent. So I don't see it bombing whatsoever. But it is funny, though, because I, I like seeing Dominic attack, right? I, I like seeing all of that. But the backstage promo that he did where he was saying, like, oh, like, I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to get crazy. I was just like, I cannot buy crazy Dominic when he said it I can't buy it but when he's out there all right it's cool but just on the mic I can't buy it whatsoever his offense is very aggressive it it, he lays it in there he because he knows that if he doesn't lay it in there nobody's gonna take him serious so I admire that and I appreciate that Rob Wilkins says note to self always accept brownies from Sean <laughs> Throwback twenty seven says note to self never mention your sunburn like a lobster to Sean and Rob Wilkins. I have a new nickname at work, the Irish Lobster. <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh I'm actually filming a retro review with with Throwback this week. But then we get it, Denise. Get your by the way, guys, get your super chats in. Last segment and we have plenty. Raw. I can already tell. Underground. Now, I get the feeling you're going to hate this and I'm going to like it. Of course. Because you're not cultured like me. Now, oh, thanks. I just want to say, I heard a lot of weird shit. So, like, some of the stuff that people were saying were like, oh, it's No Ropes Lucha stuff. And, oh, this is the name of it. Like, something with a K. And then somebody said, oh, well, no, it's Raw Underground. Well, it's Raw Underground. And what it is, is it's GCW Bloodsport. That's what it is. It's GCW Bloodsport. It's just WWE doing it. What are your thoughts on what you saw? Because I will go through everything. All right. So my thoughts are I didn't like it. <laughs> That'll just start off with that. To be honest, I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, I just kind of felt that there were so many different things that, first of all, it just didn't make sense. Like, what exactly are the are these guys fighting for like did they ever unless i missed that did they ever say like what the point of this was because i just didn't see that happening i thought that it didn't feel like it felt like a fake fight like i was watching a fake fight it didn't really feel like i was watching you know something like mma or i was i was watching you know an actual bra it just didn't feel like any of those things and i kind of just thought that it didn't look it didn't look legit and here's the thing is that people now know what you know a legit bra looks like a legit mma fight looks like and to me it didn't look like either of those things so that's why i was not a fan of it um i thought that the the dancers kind of made it look too outdated too outdated it really it look it just really does not do justice in my opinion for all of the stuff that they've done for the women moving forward i don't i mean i don't really care for seeing you know women out there dancing and whatever it's not my thing and i don't know if i mean maybe it's a ploy to get teenage boys i really don't know but i'm not a fan of it um it just kind of felt too outdated for me and i just don't think that this is exactly what the fans wanted. Like, I get it. We're trying to get higher ratings. We're trying to get bigger reviews, but uh, but ratings and stuff. But I don't think this was the way to go about it. I think that people want to see a consistent booking. They want to see exciting storylines, yeah. exciting matches, and all of that. And this is not it. We want to see new stars. And I get it. But I like the I like the idea of trying something new. That I do like, but I was not a fan of it. 
So first off, I saw heavy influences from the videos that EC3 released. The underground fight club area thing, he did that in his video. The masked people, like, with fire, that was in his video. They even said control the narrative multiple times on this broadcast. So that was very weird to me. Now, Denise, do you remember that December 2018 promo where the McMahon family came out and said, we're going to start listening to you. Yes. Immediately they called up a bunch of NXT people, including EC3, Nikki Cross, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Lars Sullivan. Most of them did not even appear on the show. They had no plans for these people at all. In May 2019, they were like, oh, well, what we're going to do, we're going to make the third hour of Raw dark, and we're going to turn down the lights, and it'll be grittier. That lasted two weeks. Then they were like, ah, the, the wild card rule, because we didn't think our shakeup through. So we'll just do this wild card rule, because we want to be lazy for a while. Then they're like, oh, well, well, here's how we'll keep you. No wrestling during commercials. Restart this match. Two out of three falls. Okay. Then this year it was brand to brand invitation and it was so poorly received they dropped it after two weeks. This, I thought, was the best of all those things and I didn't even think it was close. Um, I I mean, it's not a secret. I love this type of wrestling. I love this gritty type of wrestling. When, uh, when a lot of catch wrestlers are trained, they're trained without ropes. They're trained to not use ropes. That way, if you're ever in a situation where you don't have ropes... You don't need them. I liked the in-ring execution of all this. There were a lot of this that I liked. Like, For example, we saw Dolph Ziggler. He did not get an entrance. He did not get exit music. We just see Dolph Ziggler in the middle of him ragdolling somebody. And there are a whole lot of people that don't realize that Dolph Ziggler... I mean, they, they hear it on commentary. Oh, decorated amateur wrestler. No, 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 no. Quite frankly, Dolph Ziggler is a bad motherfucker. Dolph Ziggler would destroy 99% of the people walking the streets. Probably higher than that. And we kind of get to see a little bit of that. I liked the approach of it. Again, I hated the dancers. That was such a stupid-ass idea. It it wasn't necessary. I there, there was so much of it I liked. Eric of the Viking Raiders, it got him on TV. He beat the shit out of a guy. That was cool. Baba Tunde, under his new name, whatever the hell that is. He beat up two guys. Loved his head and arm belly-to-belly suplex. Loved that. But Denise, when I see them camera cutting 10 times in 10 seconds, that takes away from it. Every time MVP threw an elbow and it connected, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut. You're doing this underground gritty thing, and you're trying to, you're trying to do this polished production of it that, that defeats the purpose. It's, it undermines the impact of these people kneeing the living shit out of each other when you're like, zoom, shake, zoom, shake, cut, cut. So weird. So weird. Let it be raw and gritty. And here's the thing that I liked about it, Denise. They would cut to it. It wouldn't take any more than two or three minutes. Then they cut away from it. And I'm like, all right, this isn't taking up like a 15-minute chunk of time. This is segueing in and out. It's a way to do squash matches in a different method. And I'm okay with them trying it for right now. Uh, like I said, you got Eric from the Viking Raiders, Baba Tunde, Dolph Ziggler all getting squash matches. Otherwise, that would have probably taken 10, 15 minutes. 
But then it just kind of feels to me like, all right, so if these guys are going out there and they're doing this in raw underground, then why aren't we seeing that more or more of them like that on just regular raw? Like to me, it just doesn't. In, in what I'm sense? In what sense? Okay, the for matches? Example, Dolph, for example, with Dolph Ziggler, let's just throw, throw something out there. So with Dolph Ziggler, he hasn't had, he hasn't been like, you know, he hasn't been winning matches for sort of say like sure. he's been losing to Drew McIntyre. He hasn't been taken seriously. He's not somebody that has been portrayed as a real badass. And now I'm watching him on Raw Underground, Raw Underground. And I'm just automatically without, you know, without everything that he said, somebody, let's just say somebody sure. watching that doesn't have all of this background knowledge and they're watching. And then all of a sudden they're supposed to see him as something totally different from what he's being presented as on Raw. So to me, it's little things like that where it's like, OK, you can't expect me to automatically take some super seriously like that when I haven't been seeing them taken seriously you know on raw and then I just feel like there's I I do like the idea obviously of incorporating you guys like you just said like see we're seeing we're seeing Eric and all of that so that part is cool and I'm glad that it wasn't taken up all of it but it just doesn't feel uh serious like it doesn't feel serious to me. It feels a little uh, – I felt a little goofy. Yeah, I agree. Like when, when I watch Bloodsport, which is one of my favorite events to watch, I love Bloodsport. Um, it feels more natural because quite frankly, the people that are there watching Bloodsport are probably MMA fans too. I don't get the feeling that a lot of the, the NXT recruits that are around there that have been, yeah, yeah, looking like video game cheers – are like that. But as far as the Dolph Ziggler thing, like just because he lost to Drew McIntyre doesn't mean he can't beat the living shit out of somebody else. And that's what that was. It was him beating up a bunch of jobbers. Or him beating up a jobber. And that's what I'm okay with. And to me, it was done in a much more effective, uh, time-efficient manner than a lot of the stuff. And it took us out of the same setting that we keep seeing. And because you don't have a live crowd to cater to, I'm completely okay with that. And I'm fine with that. Eloquence says, over, under, that Raw Underground lasts four and a half weeks. I'm going to say under because I think, quite frankly, as we're about to get into, I think it's a way to re... I think, personally, it's a way to bring back Brock Lesnar. I think Bobby Lashley, he came out there. He knocked out a guy with a terrible punch after a great gut wrench slam. MVP beats up a guy. The production was terrible. Then Shelton beats up Dio Madden. Hurt Business beat up a bunch of people ringside. To me, it would make a lot of sense to have Brock Lesnar walk right in there and be like, "Okay, now I want to be back. This is what I. This is my shit." What do you think? Do you think we possibly see him? I mean. Here's the thing, though, is that no matter what Brock Lesnar comes in to do, it's going to go over well. Yeah. So with that, I mean, I feel like in order for that to happen, they would really have to build up Raw Underground as something where, like, oh, like, like where the fans know, like, oh, this is the place where, like, badass shit happens. So in order for – until we get that mentality across, then, okay, then I can buy Brock Lesnar coming in and being like, hey – you guys thought you were real tough? Well, I'm here now, so this is what's happening. So until we get that, I just feel like I like all the ideas. I really do. But I do think that there needs to be a, a different way of, I guess, presenting it. 
Colt Bedeau says, Karrion Cross treated he's an underground. Oh, God. Yeah, Karrion Cross would be a real good one. When I met him, we just talked about Catch's Catch Can Wrestling for like 15, 20 minutes. It was really great. Eloquent says, WWE told me Raw Underground would be 10 p.m. I tune in, and I see Street Profits instead. Yeah, they got to be a little bit better on on the, the nose there. Somebody says, can they get Lesnar? Isn't he in Canada? He worked WrestleMania. He worked WrestleMania. Didn't they pull in favors for that or something they can, like I that? Mean, it's Brock Lesnar. I heard. He, he can get in the country. Kurosami 1997 says, with all these people coming back, I feel like someone like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch shouldn't come back until fans are back because fans fan reactions are going to be special. You'll definitely have people that are going to do that, Denise. Why not? Hey, especially like even just focusing on Becky Lynch. Uh, we don't know if she's going to come back like right after having baby or is going to spend time with baby. We don't know. We don't know that. But no matter what, whenever she comes back, well, I would hope it'd be with an audience, to be honest. I really, really hope so. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up and subscribe. Also, subscribe to our MMA channel. We're going to start having new content on it uh, beginning tomorrow as Shaquille Missouri joins FightfulMMA.com as our lead MMA editor. It is YouTube.com slash FightfulMMA. It is no longer Fightful MMA Boxing. YouTube.com slash FightfulMMA. Go subscribe. Throwback27 closes us out with one that I agree with. He says, Raw Underground is the main roster's answer to the NXT fight pit. The reaction to the Thatcher Riddle still is one of the best matches of this year and a taste of them doing it on the main roster. I think they should probably adopt the fight pit for uh, for a lot of stuff like that. Uh, for Lesnar-Lashley especially. Because if you're going to do Lesnar-Lashley and there's not going to be a crowd, I think that fight pit would be a great way to do it. And they could almost make it like a fight scene type of thing. I completely agree there. Anakin JMT says, if Warren can get into the country, then they can definitely get Lesnar through customs. That is true. Uh, I get the feeling that if Warren Hayes can get, get through there, um, Lesnar's going to be fine. Denise, tell the people about what you got going on. All right. Like I mentioned earlier, I have tons of interviews up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Go check him. Go check them out. Kurt Angle, Molina, Vicky Guerrero, Hornswoggle, Celine Delarenta. It's just so many. Go up there. And then Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm super active on there. So if you guys want to come here, come there and chat with me, that's the place to do so. You can quiz me on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Although, don't do that. Don't do that. But if you want to, come do that. All right. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Throwback is asking me if the Taylor Swift super chat got read. I don't know which one he means. I read a lot of Taylor Swift super chats on this night. So uh, he says, send a super chat about Taylor and wasn't read. Well, tell me what it said and it will be read. But guys, Please. this week I've got interviews planned with Chris Saban. Uh, I've got an interview planned with Air Paris. Some of you might go, who is Air Paris? Air Paris was AJ Styles' tag team partner in WCW. Uh, throwback says, about the Beatles, I need the specific question. I don't have the question on hand, apparently. But um, Air Paris was AJ Styles' tag team partner in WCW. And because they obviously couldn't get AJ Styles... For the Boner Yard match, they got Air Paris to show up in it. This was actually filmed weeks before that 
aired, and he actually hit me up and said, hey, man, you're going to want to wait and release this interview in a few weeks instead. So uh, I, I talked to Air Paris about coming into WCW, teaming with AJ Styles, the contracts uh, that, that are offered, all that good stuff. It's a fantastic interview. He was great. Throwback says, the Beatles are the best artists of all time, and Taylor is not on the level of the Beatles. I, I gotta say, I might actually enjoy Taylor Swift more than the Beatles. Well, Taylor Swift has beaten several records that the Beatles did. You can Google them and check them out. But the fact that Taylor Swift is even in the same conversation as the Beatles, which you love so much, should tell you everything you need to know about Miss Taylor Allison Swift. What does it say that I was in the same conversation as Taylor Swift and you responded to about a dozen <laughs> Like to the tune of a dozen things, so I am in the conversation. No, no, no. Have you not seen my single, Thrifty? How about Ass Man? Have you seen that one? What are you talking about? You haven't seen me sing Ass Man? No, I have not. Denise. I will see it, though. You are not going to be a fan of Taylor Swift anymore once you see my my mixtape that dropped. Well, then I will make sure to get a really nice picture of you and frame it up on my wall. Rafael Garcia says, were you Stang? No, Heath Slater was. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.